Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? Episode number 67 today. And Marcus, the forecaster, already clapping. Yep, our guest is back for episode number 67. Marcus, the forecaster, is here and ready to rock yes. and roll. Oh, yes, he has returned. We are happy to have him back. We've wanted him for quite a while, and here he is. Emerald's Explosion is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Thank you, each and every one of us, for listening to this show. So how's it going today, Marcus? It's going good. It's going good. Thank you for having me again. Absolutely. Great to have you on board. It is my pleasure, as always. I mean, it just makes this show a million times better. So, yeah, we got a lot of stuff to talk today, talk about today, anyway, <laughs> to start, right? Um, we're not going to basically just go into game reviews and say Kevin Love at 28 points and 17 rebound type of deal. We're going to basically talk Timberwolves. I mean, that's what we do best, yeah. wouldn't you say? Yeah. That's, that's what I do best. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's what I do, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> or so we say. We, we both like to say we do that. Uh, shucks, what do we get into today? Ricky Rubio, Kevin Love. Kevin Love being an all-star. Uh, it's crazy rumor brought up. We'll get to that later. Well, not a rumor, but... Uh, idea brought up by an article posted on my Facebook page by Nate Lindholm. We appreciate that very much. Hope he's listening. Um, yeah, all kinds of stuff to get to. Trade rumors, play of the team, ideas for the future. A possible uh, idea brought up by Marcus the Forecaster as well. Should the Timberwolves not keep Ricky Rubio? Indeed. So where do we start? Shucks, uh, where do we start? Um, I guess, shucks, I mean... Rubio? I guess we're going to start with Rubio because, remember, Shucks, just a few, Shucks, just a week or two ago, I, I ranted about it on episode number 66. He went, uh, supposedly, someone from his camp said he wanted to go to New York, Boston, or Miami. Well, Miami's out because they have nothing to give us. Yeah. I mean, nothing. wouldn't you say that? Nothing. Like, what's Miami going to give the Wolves? <laughs> Bosch. Bosch. Well, but yeah, see, it's like they would never give us one of the three, so... If they're not going to give us one of the three, then you know what, Miami, just uh, just enjoy your uh, South Beach parties, okay? <laughs> That's what about it, isn't it? Is Boston going to give us Rajon Rondo? No. Yeah. So why do they want Rubio? So it's like, what what are they smoking over there in the Rubio camp? <laughs> it's like, what are they smoking? I I just have no idea what the heck to think about them. So that comes down to New York and. Uh, well, you kind of brought up an interesting possibility with that. Uh, New York, possibly. Raymond Felton. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he's having a hell of a year, isn't he? Yeah, he is. At least statistically, yeah. Yeah, I think that New York is the only one that can come up with the, a decent package out of the three that he, out of the three places that he wants to go to. Yeah, and, and New York is the one that constantly gets brought up no matter what, too. It's always yeah. the Knicks. And... Um, well, if they want to give up Raymond Felton, I mean, they would have to to get Rubio, I would think. Uh, what were some of the idea, the other ideas you brought up? I mean, I remember Shucks brought up possibly packaging Pekovic over there. Yeah, if they want him so bad, well, I mean, we need a, I, I believe we need a, a point guard who can score. And I'm, I'm not sure, well, I don't think that Rubio can do that. He's not showing that he's a scorer, so. Yeah, so far he really hasn't. I mean, he's hit a couple of threes here and there, but nothing nothing really to tell you he's going to be a scoring machine in the league. And, um, 
Shocked. Isn't he still? Is he still not starting for his team over in uh, Spain? If I remember correctly, it's been a. I'm not sure. Last I heard, uh, he was a starter because of uh, some injuries, but but still, you, you would think that you would hear a lot more than what we have to go online to find. Yeah, it gets very confusing. It it really is. Um, you don't even know what to expect. Of course, the, the European stats are really player the, the statistics for players in this league or that come to this league from Europe are very deceiving. You know, like uh, excuse me, not Ramon Sessions, <laughs> wrong guy, Brendan Jennings. Jennings. Yep. Yeah, his numbers were like what two points, one assist, pretty much in Europe, and then he comes to the league and well, for a little while, looked like Gilbert Arenas. Uh, his shooting percentage really sucks, but still a lot better than what his European statistics would indicate. So the question is, can Rubio do that? Uh, hard to say. I think that he's... I, th- I think he's overrated. Rubio? Yeah. At this point, I guess so. I mean, shucks, when you... It's like the the Kobe's and such are all raving about him, yet at the same time... His style of play, I'm not sure how well it would translate into the league. It, he takes a lot of risks. Yeah. He really does. Just too many uh, highlight passes. And, he, you know, and... I mean, he gets turnovers. Mm-hmm. And we get a or, lot... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, we definitely don't need another <laughs> point guard who, who's turnover prone. Yeah, I mean, shucks, that brings you over to Johnny Flynn. It brings you to uh, Luke Ridenauer, who's, again, about as clutch as Kevin Garnett. And so is Johnny Flynn. Neither one of them are clutch. Um, shucks, it's kind of like we're point guard central right here, starting off this episode number 67 of Timberwolves Explosion. Uh, t- turnovers. My God. Way too many. Way too many turnovers on this basketball team, especially at the point guard position. Johnny Flynn the other night, now again, we can kind of, yeah, we can kind of go into particular games here and there, but Johnny Flynn had it, but he had a seven assist night against those, uh, Houston Rockets, which is a very exciting win for this Timberwolves team. They uh, could not beat the Rockets for the life for the life of them for years. And they finally beat the Rockets the other night. Johnny Flynn looks like a point guard making all these nice dishes, but then he's turning the ball over about as much as he's getting assists. I mean, what, he has seven assists and six turnovers. <laughs> yeah. A little out of control, I'd have to say. And what's funny is you look at some of this stuff, like Ramon Sessions having a 13-assist game in their little 25th straight loss over in Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think of the Cavs? I mean, just like a little bit off-topic thing. Uh, I don't think of them. (laughs) It's about it. 25 (laughs) losses in a row. 25 losses in a row. Pretty disgusting. Um, As we bring up the line from uh, the Houston game, uh, Shucks Telfair... Very solid in this game. I mean, from what, what I got to see, very solid. Yeah, 6 of 9 versus uh, Flynn, 7 of 14. Yeah, Flynn, well, field goal percentage is not the worst, but it's, it's the turnovers especially. Like, yeah. shoot, both of them are actually pretty good from the floor in general, but, hmm. I mean, Love, I, I, Love was the worst shooter, which is funny, but oh, go ahead. Yeah, I see Love's, <laughs> uh, Love is 6 of 14, but he went to the line. Yeah, that's the key. Yeah, Flynn, 7-14, he didn't get to the free throw line. Mm-hmm. He so just it was just, you know, open shots that he missed. Mm-hmm. And driving to the basket all willy-nilly, like always, getting blocked. Yeah. Or, 
uh, trying to make a crazy dish that winds up in somebody else's lap, you know, the wrong guy. Oh, boy. And Corey Brewer had a pretty nasty turnover down the stretch. He had three in the game overall. Love had three, granted, but Brewers were, like, really noticeable because they were pathetic. He just dribbled the ball in front of him, and he and he absolutely... <laughs> I mean, the ball just got taken right out of his hand. It's like, what is this, kindergarten? Yeah. You know? Brewer frustrates the crap out of me. So, yeah, we're kind of, in a way, reviewing the most recent game before we get into other topics. It's like, might as well. Um, Wesley Johnson and Wayne Ellington, both of them yeah. really, really stood out in the game last night. Yeah, I was really excited oh to see uh, Johnson starting a small forward, finally. You got to see what Wesley Johnson's all about. We got to see it because he's been at, whenever he gets a chance to start, at shooting guard. And what does he do last night? What did he do last night? Four blocks. He got four blocks. Wesley Johnson got four blocks. Field goal percentage, once again, spectacular. Over 50%. Six of 11. You got it like that. You really do. And then a guy that I just savaged on the recent show because he was reminding me of Rashad McCants, another North Carolina product who seemed who went from a smart, high IQ player who looked like he knew what he was doing and a sharpshooter, turned into a McCants earlier this year, but... Shucks, Wayne Ellington reborn last night? My goodness. 18 points off the bench. 25 minutes. Not bad. 6 of yeah. 10. 6 yeah. of 10. I think he's our our only shooting guard. The only pure... Yeah. Uh, the, the pure, old-fashioned, shoot-the-ball-and-it-goes-in type of shooting guard. You yeah. know? That's kind of what he is, because Brewer's not... I mean... Brewer's a small forward to me. He's a small he's forward. Just, yeah, he's a small forward. And he's kind of, he's a wannabe. Like, he wishes he was, and God forgive me for mentioning this name, because, you know, he he's more important than the game of basketball, but he's like a wannabe Malik Seeley. You know, God rest his soul, Malik Seeley, who was a wonderful defensive player who could hit shots here and there, too. Uh, Corey Brewer's kind of a wannabe of that, and I don't, you know, I don't see him ever becoming that. The guy, you know, you want to call him a shutdown defender, but mostly he's more he, he's a gambler, like Paul Allen on KFAN today yeah. said it. <laughs> yeah. He said basically what I said on episode 66. The guy makes ridiculous mental mistakes defensively, and when you're supposed to be a defensive stopper, and that's the result, I mean, well, you know, I can't handle that. I just can't. <laughs> I yeah, can't I, was, wouldn't, I wouldn't have Brewer as a uh, starter. Yeah, I, why are they starting him? Wesley Johnson should be starting. Good, granted, at the small forward. Yeah. But then that's where it gets really confusing because you have Beasley and all that. It's that's the crummy part. I mean, it's like you wonder that. Oh boy, it, it reeks of more changes are coming. Yeah, because if Johnson at small forward can produce the way he he's done now, or even or or do more next game potentially yeah next game maybe next year especially yeah i think bz might be a six man or we just might trade him or we just might trade him yeah and maybe a four mention if kevin love possibly gets traded maybe he doesn't want to stay like we'll get into that later that'll be a really interesting topic when we get to kevin love that will be really interesting so stay tuned out there those of you on that one um Really, everybody played pretty dang good in this game. Like, Shucks, it's funny. On paper, in a small, funny way, it's almost like Kevin Love was the least efficient player. Okay, I'll say Pekovic was because, well, it's Pekovic. 
But, I mean, shoot, Tolliver had 10 rebounds in only 22 minutes. Just ridiculous numbers. Yeah. Telfair extremely, extremely uh, efficient in 16 and a half minutes. My goodness, I can't believe how well I'm speaking at Telfair this year. <laughs> and uh, who's the best point guard on this team right now, Marcus? Telfair. Yeah. I mean, like I was hit, kind of cracking about episode 66, imitating... Marcus, the forecaster, <laughs> uh, Telfer, you know how he's the best point guard on the team, and right now, I, you know, I can't disagree with that. The f- unfortunately, now this obviously doesn't reflect on what Telfer is good at. He had two turnovers last night, but he's the best ball controller on this team. Yeah, he just is. Uh, Flynn is the worst. And for this team, I wouldn't really put too much value on assist numbers. Yeah, it's like you want to, but you can't because it's the 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 triangle. Yeah, and the triangle's more it's it's ball movement. It's not ball control as much as you'd like, or, or let's say not ball control, but a quarterback like a a guy like we'll say Chris uh, Chris Paul or even like a Steve Nash wouldn't really particularly fit in the system. You wouldn't really maximize what you can get out of him. We'll say in this type of system. Yeah. It's almost like you need a shooting guard type of uh, point yeah. guard. Yeah. What's or, or a shooting guard who can catch it and shoot it. Yeah, kind of like Ty Lawson. Who's kind of... <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yep, yep. I'm sorry to bring that up. I could see both of us hung our heads at that thought. Ty Lawson is the perfect point guard for the system. Yep. Now we're going to say that forever. It's, it sucks how that turned out. Flynn, you wished he was, but uh, no. He's a, he's a penetrator, and... Well, I I don't know. I mean, he's not Kobe Bryant. I mean, if you you have to be like a Kobe Bryant really to be a, a stud shooting guard, or, or, or I mean, yeah, you have to be a stud shooting guard basically to be a penetrator in the triangle. And I'm not sure the Timberwolves have that yet. Not yet. OJ Mayo. Okay, no, <laughs> that was another potential idea. Um, anything else you'd like to bring out from this game? Um, in particular. No, I think it's pretty much covered. Pretty much covered. Yeah, that was a pretty detailed talk there. That was pretty cool. So, I mean, we pretty much covered the point guard situation. Right now, Telfer is the best guy. We didn't even bring up Ridnour. Uh, anything? I mean, Ridnour, what can you say? I think this, well, the last game, proved that, you know, so, some guys stepped it up, like Ellington. Mm-hmm. So I think that he... And deserves more minutes, especially at a shooting guard. Yeah, it, if he's gonna if he's gonna be efficient like that, why not? Because yeah. he's got talent. There's no doubt he the talent is there. Yeah, with uh, Johnson's uh, defense and scoring, it questions uh, Beasley's value here. In a way, it can a little bit. I mean, Beasley has been inconsistent this year. I mean, the guy can score at will when. Sometimes, but sometimes it's like, you know, the the old 6 for 14, 3 for 13, you know. You wonder what 5 for 15. Yeah. If Beasley can be consistent and be a 20-plus a game scorer, then there you go. But but is he? Uh, I don't think so. I, I hope that he can be. But I think now, I don't know, it's, it's kind of hard to say. I, it's possible. It's possible. The talent's there. Yeah. The talent is there. The question is, can it be, can the result be consistently with Michael Beasley? 
It's like we're kind of still wondering. I I think it. I mean, he certainly has time to blossom. I mean, Kevin Love last year, you would have never guessed yeah. what he is becoming this season. It has just been spectacular, just spectacular. So yes, we have the topics in front of us to talk about, but uh, our the order we're going to get to them is kind of we're kind of going on the fly with that. So bear with us, folks. So should we go with Kevin Love first? Or would you like to get into those trade rumors? Uh, let's talk about Kevin. It's time for Kevin Love, Kevin Love, ladies and gentlemen. I was pretty much thinking that was where we were going to go because <laughs> Kevin Love, ladies and gentlemen, well, at first we thought he was snubbed by the All-Star the All-Star team, the coaches, whatever, all that good stuff. Certainly you're going to get snubbed by the fans. That's no doubt about it. But with a certain center from China not available because he's going to be hurt forever it seems like unfortunately i mean that's i'm sorry for i'm sorry for him for that but uh they <laughs> the all-star team needed a replacement and a very deserving one was selected kevin love what were your thoughts when kevin love got named all-star my first thought was nice go demand a lot of money that's a, <laughs> there's that too there's that too i mean Shucks, I remember last year I was hinting at, well, when he was like, or last summer, excuse me, when it's like, he was like the Wolves or whatever, don't respect him as much as the uh, the Olympic team, but he's open to an extension, and I figured, okay, 50 to 60 might be enough. Well, we could be talking 86 range, unfortunately. Yeah. We could be talking 86 million, yeah. the way this is looking. Wouldn't surprise me. But um, <laughs> that's part of it, but also, I mean... The guy deserves to be there, doesn't yeah, he? The, yeah, he the all-star game. It. Yeah, Kevin Love is a legit all-star. I mean, he's not... Now, Zerbiak, the one year he went, he deserved it, and he could have easily gone again. I remember that the year the Wolves traded Wally to Boston. He could have easily been an all-star that year, too. Uh, they like to call him in the Star Tribune. They called Wally a one-year wonder and all that good stuff. Tom Gugliotta, one-year wonder. Both of those guys could have been a multi-year all-stars. Maybe not ten years or, or even three, but they could have been two years. Kevin Love, I mean, I got to think he's going to be there more than twice. He's going to be at the Oscar sure. game more than twice if he stays healthy and he doesn't lose his head somehow, some way. I, I mean, I think Fingers Kevin crossed. Love, huh? Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. Stay healthy. All that good stuff. Knock on wood. As you can hear it with paper in the way. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> got to love that. I mean, Kevin Love. Kevin Love. I mean, I. What can you say? I mean, would you, like I said earlier, I'm going to say it again. Sorry if I'm repeating myself like a broken record, but could you have ever guessed he's going to be this no. good? No. He is just, he's like Moses Malone. He's like a Moses Malone that doesn't play defense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's a Dennis Rodman that doesn't play defense, but, or well, he tries to. He tries to. He's not terrible, terrible, but he's below average, we'll say. Yes, and when I watched the last game, I remember, uh, I forgot which game it was, but Darko didn't put his hands up during the last last seconds of the game. Even though we we won the game, mm-hmm. and whether the guy made the shot or not, we still would have won. But mm-hmm. Love jumped up and just started yelling at Darko because he didn't put his hands up. Mm, he did it again. Well, no, it was like a, it was a game a while ago. Oh, that was that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Bucks. Yeah, I was gonna say he did it again. And during yeah. the Rockets game. I saw several times uh, Love, and he, he didn't put his his arms up mm. to at least try to defend the guy. So kind of hypocritical a little, yeah. huh? 
Uh oh. That's not good. Didn't even attempt to try it. Mm hmm. And yeah, I thought that that was, yeah. No hypocritical? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a shame. It's like, you know, he still has some, some kinks to work out, that's for sure. Especially, you know, not just defensively, but mentally. You know, me- mentally, sometimes he's not he's not all there yet. And part of that is, is his youth, obviously. But part of it is just, uh, you know, I guess it's attitude, entitlement, stuff like yeah. that, unfortunately. Yeah. It comes with the territory, unfortunately. But certainly, yeah, it's, uh, again, a deserving all-star. But no, there's, there is definitely... There's, there's always issues. There's always going to be some issues with Kevin Love. I mean, I don't think he's as bad as Christian Leitner, but he's not as team-oriented as, we'll say, God, I dare I say, Al Jefferson. Even though Al Jefferson had kinks in his armor, too, the yeah. teammates at times. He was constantly screaming at Randy Foy and stuff. That wasn't always good either. <laughs> yeah, what I really hope is, like Jefferson, Love says, you know what? Even though I know I deserve a lot more money for the team's sake, yeah, I'll take less. Mm-hmm. But I don't yeah. see that happening. Yeah, I, I don't. Unfortunately, see, yeah, I don't see Kevin Love doing going in the Al Jefferson direction when he took sixty-five. I mean, Jefferson just straight out said, "I don't deserve a max salary." So uh, you know, when they offered sixty-five, he took it. Period. You know, and that was really that was. That was refreshing. That's the word I was trying to yeah. search for. That was very refreshing. I mean, how many NBA players would just straight up say, well, I don't deserve the max, so... Not many. Yeah, like one out of ten, well, not even one out of a hundred. Yeah, they'll <laughs> say, you know, if you're offering it, I'm taking it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, Kevin Love, yeah, I, I got to think it's going to be Rudy Gay money, we'll say. Remember how Rudy Gay, I was like, I don't want to give him $80 million, but if I had, I'm going to say this right here and right now, some of you might be... Some of you might roll your eyes. Some of you might say, yeah, hell yeah. You know, I'm sure it's going to be kind of a, uh, you know, north and south thing with everybody. It's not, there's no middle ground with this. If I, who would you take between Kevin Love and Rudy Gay if you had to sign one of them to $80 million? If you had to pick only one for $80 million bucks, I wouldn't pick either one of them, maybe. You wouldn't pick either one for $80 million? <laughs> Yes, because Love has, I mean, he can rebound, but at the mm-hmm. same time, there's no defense there. That's the issue. <laughs> and and for Gay... The Gay boy. Sorry. I mean, I can't <laughs> say too much, but the games that I, that I have seen with him, uh, I think he doesn't deserve that amount either. That's just yeah. me. I mean, Rudy Gay, I, giving him $80 million, I've heard from multiple people that call themselves experts in this league, you know, the Hollingers and uh, the Ryan Rosillos, who I, I, I love Ryan Rosillo, by the way, NBA inside uh, podcast, I forget how to say the name, I don't know why I'm saying it wrong, I should know it. Uh, Hollingers makes, he's well respected, but boy, he makes a lot of weird statements. I'm not sure if it was Hollinger or Ryan Rosillo, but they're like, why is everybody so down on Rudy Gay getting the 80 million? It's like, yeah, it's a lot, but he still deserves it. I don't think so. Yeah, on the Grizzlies I right now, so. I would, I would rather give, I would give more money to Zach Randolph. You think so? I think that he does more than uh, than Gay does. Statistically, he definitely does. Yeah. Uh, at least it's statistically, excuse me. And scoring is the name of the game, regardless if you like it or not. Scoring is the name of the game. Defense is in there as well. I mean, I I think Zach's a little bit of. I think Zach and Rudy Gay are both defensive liabilities at some point. Yeah. 
Rudy Gay, you certainly don't hear about how great of a defender he is. Well, you know, we'll kind of leave it at that. Kevin Love, I guess right now, though, if I had to give it to either Rudy Gay or Kevin Love, I would lean in the Kevin Love direction. And obviously not saying that as a homer, it's just he does stuff that you just don't see in this league. You know, you, you don't see it. You don't see a guy getting that many. Wow, that's an old picture. <laughs> you don't see a guy. <laughs> We're just, oh. We just saw uh, Ray Allen get drafted by the Timberwolves, yeah, by nice. the way. Nice I had to, standing right next to him. Yeah, that was painful to see. We just saw it in the background. So, excuse me, sorry for the distraction. <laughs> that was very painful, and uh, I'm going to leave that on air because it's interesting for you to hear. Um Wow, that was interesting. Uh, excuse me. Where <laughs> do I go? That off. Kevin Love. Oh, yes, that's, okay. why, that's why I was a Bucks fan. Yeah, that's why he's a Bucks fan, because of Ray Allen. <laughs> but no, um, I think I would slightly lean Kevin Love, because he does stuff that, that that stands out. I mean, he leads the league in rebounding by three or four a game. That You just don't really top that right now. You get a guy who rebounds at a Dennis Rodman level, it's, it's just it's going to help you no matter what. Now you just hope and pray to God you can get that then the dynamic a threat from the perimeter, once and for all. I mean, that's what you need, the dynamic threat from the perimeter. Yeah. Uh, a Ray Allen wouldn't hurt on this team right now. A young, new Ray Allen would not hurt right now. And uh, <laughs> there's no one out there right now that, uh, that fits that, like, traditional shooting guard mode. That's the crummy part, and um, maybe Wayne Allen, well, not maybe, but, I mean, Wayne Allen is that kind of guy, but he's not the big star type of shooting guard like a Ray Allen, like a Reggie Miller God knows who else. You know, uh, Steve Smith, Clyde Drexler, you know, it just goes on and on and on. It would be nice to have one of those, wouldn't it? Mm-mm-mm. So with that, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back right after this. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, episode number 67, which, as always, a reminder for iPod users and also the Microsoft Student and other MB3 players, so everybody gets mentioned. We're happy for you. Okay, no, I'm kidding. Uh, yes, yeah, so before we get into the prime, and I mean the prime subject for both of us, it is mid-February, and what, what happens in February every year? The trade deadline. It's 14 days, 11 hours, 25 minutes, and 25 sec, 24, 23 seconds away. That February 24th, the trade deadline is a coming. I'm sure we'll have one more show in between then, but we're going to talk about trade talk. But really briefly, really briefly, I'm sorry to do this to you guys because I know you'd rather talk trades probably than the Target Center. But, yeah, the Target Center. Well, they've unveiled a plan, $155 million renovation to the Target Center. Well, the, the sad part is they haven't even talked about how it's going to be funded yet, and it's like, well, that's great then. <laughs> but the good part is at least the Timberwolves agree to it, because usually when a team, when a, excuse me, a building is going to get renovated, the team usually says, no, I want a whole new stadium, or I want a whole new building, you know. Uh-huh. The Timberwolves already, like, agreed to it before it even got put up. So that's the good part. The plan is to... Uh, extend the Target Center's life for another 20 years. So, hey, I'd rather do that than build a new, another new arena. I mean, especially with the Viking thing looming. Yeah, they kind of don't have a place to play right now. That's kind of a problem, actually. 
<laughs> they can't really play in that sugar bowl, that look sugar bowl with a big hole on top. You know, they can't really play in that thing right now. So, um, yeah, that kind of sucks <laughs> for them right now. Purple Mafia is on the sportsstuff.com and on iTunes. Do check it out. Minnesota Vikings podcast. Had to say that. Do enjoy. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, the Target Center, the renovation, kind of a cool idea. I mean, do you prefer that over a new building, at least, the very least? Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd rather go the cheaper route. Yeah, and, and, and it'll look kind of cool. Um, not all too much, really, to say, though, yet. It, it's that, That's the crummy part. We don't even know, really, how they're going to fund it. It looked kind of cool. Uh, they're going to make it more and more state-of-the-art. I mean, they made some nice renovations to it back in, like, 03, 04-ish. Remember when they put the big ring... On, on in there, like the classic advertising ring that makes the floor look all lit up and stuff. They changed the seats, they changed the scoreboard, but now they're making huge renovations. I think they're going to open the concourse even. Make it more like XL Energy Center and Target Field and stuff where you can actually see the game while you're buying uh, nachos. Because right now it's closed concourse. <laughs> the real renovation needs to start with the Timberwolves. And that's that's the perfect segue... As always, as Marcus the Forecaster is very good at segueing things, the real renovation does belong to the Timberwolves right now. Uh, as that is one of the tough tongue twisters, it's hard to get that one out. Sometimes the real, yeah, the real renovation, there, I had to say it, um, does begin with the Timberwolves. And that renovation, well, we have about two weeks to kind of do the next step towards that. So yeah. trade deadline. Um, you, got, you got rumors up the yin-yang right now. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited, too. I mean, something's probably going to happen. All right. Uh, uh, so, how much... What do you think the odds are Anthony Randolph winds up on the Timberwolves at some point here? Uh, pretty big. <laughs> I think it's about 9 out of 10, don't, don't you? Yeah. I mean, they go to bed, like I said in episode 66. They must go to bed dreaming about Anthony Randolph in the Target Center. I think now that... I don't know, I think the Knicks are, they don't want to give us anything, actually. They might not. I, it kind of depends on what we're going to offer. It gets really confusing. Yeah, I think they're, they're asking for way too much, or else, else would have been done by now. I mean, if you have a player on your bench who, who you're not giving minutes to, yeah. and the coach clearly doesn't like the player. No, he doesn't. He it's doesn't. Like, it's like pretty much anything. You would think, I mean, like, like a Brian Cardinal last year for a certain center that's on the Timberwolves right now. Brian Cardinal, just kind of a throw in what the hell, you know, oh, oh, yeah, actually we could save a couple bucks too if we do this type, yeah. of, type of piece. That's all that was. Just get rid of Darko, bring in this guy, release him, you know, because because you can, because he's at the end of his contract. And, uh, you know, that's what you'd think, but what do they want? Brewer? They want, uh, uh, they want the Utah pick, which isn't necessarily the next, you know, Shaquille O'Neal. It might be the next Lazar Hayward because it's kind of later. But still, it's Anthony yeah. Randolph, though. Yeah, and if, I mean, I know they don't owe us any favors, but no. come on. I mean, if if you're not using a guy, let him go for someone serviceable. Like, yeah. I, I, I'll give them Kufos. Kufos or, or Pekovic. Or Pekovic. Or even, or maybe just that pick. I mean, some people were even thinking that. Maybe just that pick, because then maybe with the 24th pick in the 2011 NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select Anthony Randolph. You know, you could kind of look at it that way. That's yeah. why some people, and I love imitating David Stern. There's your first David Stern imitation on this show. Um, I love imitating that guy. 
Uh, that's kind of how some people could look at it as. You just drafted Anthony Randolph with the 24th pick. And that could end up being a good pick in that sense. He did very good on Golden State. Um, another topic brought on the Paul Allen show, and I'm sorry I keep bringing the same show up, but it's just, you know, it was an interesting topic they brought up. It's kind of hit and miss with these Golden State guys. You had Anthony Morrow and Anthony Tulliver. Both of them really nice numbers in, in Golden State. Um, I think Tulliver's a legit piece, though. Yeah. Morrow, I maybe, not really. Randolph goes to New York, and it, it, what the hell happened there? <laughs> you go from a really open yeah. style to a fairly open style in New York, too. And it's like, what? It's, it's like you hit a brick wall. I don't know. I think is. I think there was more Dan Tony not willing to take the time to uh, let him develop or something. I mean, it's like it gets strange. It's it's like he doesn't he doesn't seem to. Dan Tony's not a really patient guy. You kind of get that sense. You kind of do. I mean, uh, <laughs> Amari Stoudemire is blowing up there, but. The rest of the team, well, you got Raymond Felton doing good. Danilo Gallinari's kind of up and down. Yeah. Anthony Randolph. Non-existent. Non-existent, and that's a team that needs some size outside of Amari Stoudemire. I mean, outside of Amari Stoudemire, it's kind of a bunch of bit players, really, when it, when it comes to anybody, you know, four or five position. You'd think Randolph would garner some playing time. I'm I'm confused at how things are handled, being being handled over in at New York. At least garbage. I... I yeah, seeing what happened to uh, Marbury makes me think that it's it's Dan Tony. It could be. I mean, yeah, they just immediately like Marbury's done, dead, yeah. gone. I don't care what you say. You're not getting any minutes. I think it's that type of thing with uh, Dan Tony. Yeah, he basically told Marbury to burn in hell. <laughs> That's basically what he told him. Yeah, probably told the same <laughs> thing to uh, Randolph. Probably he told it to Darko. I know that. Yeah, so <laughs> we I'm, both know that. Um, it's it's bizarre. Uh, Randolph, though, yeah, he he's definitely athletic. A lot of people are kind of back and forth on him. The Star Tribune is making fun of the Timberwolves about it because how we obsessed over Ricky Davis, and he turned out to be one of the biggest jackasses ever. <laughs> I mean, he really did. The guy just, you know, he had talent. He couldn't guard anybody. He didn't want to guard anybody, and whatever. I got to admit, I, was, I, was, I wanted to uh, get a Ricky Davis here. I did, too. I was all for it. I mean, if I was doing Purple Mafia or, excuse me, Kimball's Explosion or Paladino Live back then, probably would have been Paladino Live early on. I would have been, ah, Ricky Davis, yes. I mean, because we both were like that. I still remember when you called me about that deal. Yeah. You're like, Joey, have you heard the news? I still remember that. That was five, six years ago now? Man, time flies. Six years ago. Holy crap, that was a long time ago. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those deals, Wally's last stand in Minnesota. Um, fun times. So that's uh, one deal there. I mean, Anthony Randolph could be a part of several moves. There's that one, yeah, I was mentioning the Corey Brewer uh, first-round pick. Oh, that's the one where we would get involved in the Carmelo Anthony sweepstakes. Not to get Carmelo Anthony, but a uh, facilitator. Yeah. And the talk is that we were the, we're kind of the ones not pleased right now, so it's potentially we might be kind of the snag, which is funny. Yeah. <laughs> we might be the snag because... Well, what, what we're, we're getting, uh, we're giving a Brewer and a first pick and getting Randolph. Oh, and Eddie Curry, excuse me. That was the other piece. Eddie Curry to free up cap space. That's nice, but, 
you know, we're still waiting on anybody coming here as a free agent. That's the tough part. <sighs> Anything else you want to say about that rumored trade? Because that rumored trade is out there. Oh, yeah, I definitely didn't like that. We're getting nothing for helping both teams. Pretty much. I mean, We're giving up way too much. Yeah. I mean, the draft pick isn't the worst part, even though you want to have as many draft picks as you can. But, shucks. It's, lately, those late first-round picks don't amass the amount of anything. It's getting kind of frustrating, actually. You'd think they would, but rarely do they amount to anything. Um, any other rumors that I'm missing? I mean, there, there's another big, well, not a rumor, but uh idea, as I mentioned earlier, involving Kevin Love that Nate Lindholm posted on my uh, page. Now, he didn't think it up. It was the, uh, our, uh, excuse me, columnist. We'll get to that in a sec. Uh, were there any other rumors floating around that I'm missing? No. Nothing no. right now? No, I haven't heard anything other than uh, the Randolph. And it's like a million different scenarios over the course of this year involving Anthony Randolph, including all the way back to the draft when there was a time when it was going to be like the, the Kevin Love and a pick or whatever for Anthony Randolph once upon a time. Do you remember that? Yeah. How weird would that have been? Oh, my. <laughs> the Wolves would be wallowing in blood right now if they made that move. They would be they would be in a pool of blood right now. <laughs> Think about that. Because <laughs> look at Kevin Love and look at Anthony Randolph, at least in New York, yeah. I'm sure his numbers would have been higher here, but still. Whoa, that would have, that would have been bad. I think the only way that we can get Randolph right now from the way the Knicks are playing hardball mm -hmm. is, are. is if if Rubio was involved. <coughs> and that could be still something going on. And pardon me for the cough. I'm sure you heard it because this crazy little microphone picks up everything. And I'm sorry if it's driving you guys nuts because you get a lot of background clutter with this thing until I either replace or repair the other one. That's been taking longer than it should. No, I'm, um, sure if, uh, <laughs> I'm sure if the listeners can deal with uh, the Timberwolves scoring. <laughs> <laughs> giving up a million points a game? No, with their win, you know. The win-loss record, yeah. What are they, like 13 and 40 or something yeah, right know. now? Um, it's been a tough, yeah, so it's like they can hopefully somewhat put up with the sound. And I, I'm, I apologize. It's not the worst ever, but it ain't the best. So here we go. Here we go. We'll get to this really quick, uh, and then we'll talk about your idea with Rubio and uh, Rubio and the Knicks. I remember your Rubio yeah. Knicks idea. Well, do you want to do that first, or should I get to Lindholm real quick? Um, I could get to Lindholm real quick. Yeah, huh? yes. Yeah. That's what I was thinking we're going to head towards. Uh, yeah, he. it's a godfather idea. Real GM. Again, Real GM. Do check out Real GM. Yes. That is a wonderful website. We love it. We swear by it pretty much. We go... <laughs> It's a wonderful website, the way stuff is updated. But um, the article posted on Real GM, The Godfather, The Godfather deal, I can't refuse. Kevin Love going to Oklahoma City. And no, this is not a rumor. Nothing is eminent. It's an idea. And sometimes ideas stick, and sometimes ideas never come close to happening. But it's a potential Godfather move the Wolves need to make. No, not necessarily. Uh, that the... It's more or less that Oklahoma City needs to make, is what they're trying to say. Uh, that Oklahoma City has a trillion pieces that could potentially help the Wolves. And then Kevin Love could be the Dennis Rodman for the Jordan Pippen thing over there in um, 
Oklahoma City. You know, of course, he would join Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. Westbrook was his teammate at UCLA. That was a hell of a team, you might imagine. And Kevin Durant is probably the best scorer in the league right now. Just phenomenal. I mean, except for LeBron the last week. Oh, my God, LeBron. LeBron has awakened in Miami. But uh, before I digress too much, the Godfather idea, and again, forgive me for taking forever to get to the point, Jeff, the likes of Jeff Green, James Harden, um, did not mention Ibaka, interestingly, even though that would be a perfect fit for the Wolves. I mean, why wouldn't you want Ibaka? Yeah. A shot-blocking, like, center? Hello? Do you think the Wolves could use that? Okay, but yeah, the Jeff Green, James Harden, there's your shooting guard, kind of, who's out of, he's always out of shape looking, kind of sucks sometimes, but sometimes it's clutch, James Harden. Jeff Green's a really good defensive, small forward, power forward type, which I like a lot. He would help out with Beasley's deficiencies, and he could score. Um, Chuck's, oh, Cole Aldrich. That was another idea brought up. Cole Aldrich, he's a shot-blocking guy, but he's about as athletic as uh, Mike Holzer. No, <laughs> I had to say that name. Nobody knows who that is. No, just, uh, he's about as athletic as King Hippo is on uh, Mike Tyson's punch-out. That's about how uh, athletic he is. And he has about as pretty a shooting form as King Hippo would, too, if he played basketball. Uh, <laughs> Cole Aldrich, though, yeah, he's a shot-blocking center. Maybe an idea. Would you Would you even consider that, though? Like all those pieces, James Harden's no. and such? No. For Kevin Love. I don't think so, either. I, I don't. It's I love Jeff Green. Now, those of you that listen to this show know how much I love Jeff Green. I love him. I talk about him all the frickin' time. Yeah, but if I'm not mistaken, he's a free agent after... We're getting real close. We're getting really close to that. Uh, he's at that fourth year point where he can sign an extension, or yeah. it's that that tender thing where it's a one year deal for like seven million or something. Or te- you know, he's at that point. Kevin Love's going to be at that point next year, where Kevin Love is available for the extension now. But then you get into that fourth year and all that garbage. And it starts to get complicated by the fourth and fifth years, where it's one year tenders or long term extensions or a trade. Um, it's just another one of those stupid deals, though. You have, finally have a star-type player. He's not a superstar, necessarily, even though his numbers might indicate that. But then you trade him for all these pieces again. And it seems like every time you do that, you don't get better. I mean, wouldn't you say? Yeah. You don't really get better. You just don't. I mean, there's nobody in that group that I think is going to come in to Minnesota and rock the world, you know? Do you see that happening? No, because Harden, hmm. I think we could we could find another Harden in the draft. Yeah. Because he hasn't shown anything that, you know, separates himself from, you know, a future draft pick, draft choice. At this point, no. He doesn't have the special skills that make you say, wow, we need him. Yeah. That's the key. He doesn't have the special skills. Jeff Green has special skills. I really like Jeff Green, but still... He's kind of having a down year, though. Yeah. Jeff Green took a step back. Green up from our free agency, and that would rock and roll because the money is going to be there here in Minnesota. Jeff Green, you know, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to fit into a team that could really use you, maybe come here as a free agent. That'd be kind of fun. And all this, to me, is proven just as much as uh, uh, as Kufos, as yeah, as Kufos, or as one of us, maybe you know, yeah. stepping into a uh, NBA locker room right now. I mean, 
He's not proven. No, we haven't seen anything yet. We really haven't. And my God, if you trade Kevin Love to the freaking Oklahoma City Thunder, could they not spare Ibaka? <laughs> I want Ibaka. Jeff yeah. Green and Ibaka. There you go. Yeah. Then we could start talking. James Harden, you know, I'd rather have Martel Webster than James Harden. Honestly, I mean, that might sound crazy, but then again, Wesley Johnson. I like Wesley Johnson way more than James Harden. Well, He's well, awesome. What I would yeah. want to take from them is Ibaka, yeah. Green. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And to make up <laughs> for this, give them, like, Utah's first, and they give us uh, Cephalosha. Yeah, oh, then that's the other guy, Cephalosha. I mean, perimeter defense yeah. on this team would, would make a huge difference. Cephalosha. That's the one that I, I can't believe I didn't bring that up. And that was one of the potential spare parts that you'd get in the trade. Potential, I mean, depending on how things go. Cephalosha. Yeah. If you could get, like, Ibaka, Cephalosha, Green, I'd be just like, okay, that's a good deal. You know, and maybe throw in Brewer, too, just to kind of even things yeah, out. Yeah, you know, yeah. as a sweetener to say, if you give us Ibaka, we will, uh, you know, if you give us Ibaka, we'll give you Brewer. He's, he's a shutdown defender. Shut down defender. Don't pay no attention to the times that he screws up. Just, just we gotta, <laughs> yeah. we gotta, we gotta edit that out. <laughs> we gotta edit that out of the video a little bit. Yeah, that, I, do I a little editing. That trade, I would love that. That would make me very excited. Um, Nate Lindholm responds to to kind of my thoughts there when I was saying it's kind of crazy because not only here's the part I didn't even mention yet that I wrote on the Facebook page, my Facebook page. First and foremost, Timberwolves Explosion does have a Facebook page, by the way. Go to our Facebook group, type in the search bar, Timberwolves Explosion, Minnesota Timberwolves Show, and join it. That'd be great. Um, excuse me for digressing again. Uh, <laughs> one thing, though. See, not only the part that's scary about all that and stuff, you give up Kevin Love, you might get some pieces that can make you better. But then, what division does Oklahoma City play in again? Our division. And you potentially turn them into a dynasty, but don't we going to want to get better? Like, why do you want to make a dynasty out of a team that's in your division? Yeah, and again, with those players... (laughs) They'll never get better then. Yeah. We, I think with the, especially with Cephalosha, Mm -hmm. since she's mainly defense... Yes. uh, We would then need to address, okay, now where's the scoring coming from? Yeah. Because I know we'll get probably probably get more scoring out of uh, Green. Mm Mm-hmm. But then, That'll go up, yeah. Yeah, but then, okay, now we need to scoring from other positions because if Cephalosha is a starter, mm-hmm. now we need a scoring point guard. Yeah, So and then we'll missing. have to trade... Uh, <laughs> Johnny Flynn, most likely. i got to think Johnny Flynn would have to go. Uh, maybe Rubio. Rubio, Rubio for... Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a sec because I, I know you have a really cool idea with that one. I'll say really quick, though, Nate Lindholm's response, I'll read that, and then we can get to that Rubio idea that you brought up. Um, <laughs> his thing is, they can't trade Love. He's he's all we've got right now. But, geez, if they could get that package, Greenhardt and Aldrich and the number one, you'd have to think hard about it. <laughs> I like the point about making OKC that much stronger. <laughs> we are in their division. Love would be perfect for the Thunder, though. Hey, we are on a two-game win streak. Might as well might as well try not to think of this actually happening. Have you heard of any trade rumors besides the obvious Carmelo facilitator one? I'd also, I mean, I'd like to see us move Brewer and give his minutes to Johnson and Webster. 
No, no, there's no new rumors out there as we tried to, you know, we were even looking at that just now. Uh, there is nothing new eminent right now, though a lot of trades tend to happen at the last second that you'd never even thought of. I mean, we never heard Dr. Milicic once until it was done. Yeah. It was like, oh, oh, I didn't, okay. And that's how a lot of trades tend to happen. It's like, there's this huge rumor, there's this little rumor, there's this medium rumor, and then, bam, oh, this other one happened. Oops. Yeah. It happened. It wasn't a rumor. It just happened that we never heard about. And, um, But his final point there, his final point right there is fantastic. Just fantastic. I'd like to see us move Brewer and give his minutes to Johnson and Webster. Exactly. That's exactly how I feel. Brewer is in the way, quite frankly. I'm even leaning towards, you know, trading uh, Beasley. but And that could be out there because... The front line's defense sucks. <laughs> Is it safe to say that? I mean, it's it sucks. And Johnson at small forward could be really good. The defense would certainly improve with Johnson there, I think. And milk chocolate Wesley Johnson might be a stud if, you know, put in the right position. He really could be. I think the possibilities are endless for Wesley Johnson in this league. Okay, maybe not endless, but I think he has a chance to be really good. Maybe kind of like a... Well, kind of like a Ray Allen with that defense. Maybe. I would rather him be be a Pippen for us. And that's, yeah, that's kind of where some of the small comparisons come from is more of a Pippen, yeah, kind of that point-forward type of guy. Yeah, if he could do fast-break threes. Defense, yeah. That'd be fun. Like Pippen. That'd be and, fun. Uh, Chauncey. Wouldn't that be fun? He'd be a huge piece. And yes, he would fit perfectly into that triangle with that style. Because what what offense has Scotty Pippen playing for many years with Phil Jackson? The triangle. Yeah. And how many championships did they win? <laughs> Six. So I mean, no, and no, we're not comparing Wesley Johnson to Pippen, and we're not comparing the Wolves to the Bulls. But just saying, I think the success rate it could be very high for Wesley Johnson in the triangle when you put in the right position to be successful. Yeah, and no. Uh, <laughs> I'm mean, gonna go back to Beasley, but Beasley. Yeah. I noticed that he's not uh, a black hole. Yeah, but he holds the ball just as long as Garnett and Jefferson. I don't know if you if you know that. He dribbles a lot. That's for yeah. sure. He either dribble a pump fake, mm-hmm. which you know for at least you know five seconds. Yeah, it's weird. That allows the the defense to get settled in, and that's. So, yeah, that's not good. You have to have quick. You have to have that quick first step or the quick release. You got to move. You got to get the yeah. ball moving. Yeah. Quick release, either with the shot or the pass. Yeah. And yeah, he kind of. He's kind of. He's got a lot of learning to do. Um, and yeah, when he does that, it's like his IQ drops about ninety points. <laughs> that's when you see six turnovers. And why is your small forward slash power forward getting six turnovers? Yeah. It's not like he's a point guard, is he? You know, there's no reason for that. Six turnovers for your forward, you know? Yeah, I don't like the sense. scoring that we get from Love, but I would rather it come from a shooting guard or point guard. That'd be really nice. So the segue is official. So who is your solution for that uh, scoring point guard for the Timberwolves? In a possible trade with Ricky Rubio going to a certain city. Now, who was yeah, it? Uh, the Knicks. Yes, the Knicks. And who's the point guard you want to get on this team? Felton. 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 Raymond Felton. And yeah, we brought that up a little bit earlier, but now we're going to kind of close the show with this idea. If we have to trade Rubio to a certain team, that I he's guess it's going to be the Knicks. Yep, yep, that he's chosen, that he would force our hand potentially to go to, is the one team that you always hear about. 
they finally got a point guard that actually looks pretty good. Yeah, and he can score. And he can score. Raymond Felton. I mean, what do you th- do? You see Raymond Felton improving the Timberwolves? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, it'll, this is all assuming that they, you know, traded for Carmelo somehow by not using us. Yeah, um, not facilitating him. Yeah, facilitation. Well, I think I will give them. No, give them Rubio because I would rather us have a scoring point guard. Yeah, or a point guard who can score like Felton mm-hmm. if, if if we needed him to. Yeah, um, yeah, because uh, like like Rondo when he first Rondos. you know the first couple of seasons he you know the defense you know there, there was no one even near him because mm-hmm. they knew that he wasn't going to shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing will happen with uh, Rubio. So with Felton, at least it will keep the defense honest, which will give the uh, other guys on the team uh, more open shots. That'd be huge. Yeah. So, but mm-hmm. if we give them Rubio, we'll I think we'll probably take on Curry. With the Rubio trade, Curry, yep. yeah. With yep. the Rubio trade, we'll try to get Felton, mm-hmm. uh, Randolph. Yeah, that's where you finally get Randolph. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Maybe Curry. Maybe Eddie Curry. Yep. More of that cap space thing. That's, yeah. That's when you throw in some money. Yep. Like potentially, like you were saying, Pekovic, maybe even Kufos. Yeah, because uh, they, they could need another center. Mm-hmm. They could use the center. It would probably be Peck, I would think. Yeah. Probably be Peck. Uh, Brewer, maybe. Shucks, that's kind of a tough one. Cause, yeah, I yeah, I mean, Brewer, I think, would fit in pretty good at the Knicks, actually. Yeah. That Phoenix Suns, you know, former Phoenix Suns coach, you know, going to the guy saying, you know, too much again. Um, going to. Yeah, Brewer getting that type of player playing in that type of offense is kind of perfect for him, I think. Fast break, kind of stop, or not stop and pop, but kind of that, what do they call that? Uh, Run and gun, excuse me, I don't know why I'm losing my mind here. Not because it's getting late, but (laughs) run and gun style where, in his case, running it, run all the way to the basket and dunk the damn thing, which Phoenix Suns (laughs) did a lot of. Brewer needs to start dunking again and stop laying the ball up. Yeah. That's making us a little pissed off. Uh, now the Knicks would have the option to try to resign him, I guess. Though unfortunately, his contract is dead because of the Wolves uh, declining the option for year number five. Oops. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I think uh, we need definitely need a athletic center, and we'll get that in Randolph. Would help. Yeah. Right now, I think we uh, overpaid for Peck. Yeah. So, yeah. He, yeah, I mean, again, the old topic again, or not the old topic, but something that's been brought up a lot today, special skills. Pekovic, he doesn't have any. Uh-oh. He doesn't have any special skills. I don't know what's what's so great about Pekovic that everybody was so excited about. Yeah, I heard it, not, like a lot of guys saying, you know, he's a bruiser. Yeah. He's going to dominate down low with the size. Mm-hmm. Nothing. He has a little bit of energy. He has. He looks like he appears to. He has a good attitude, but you gotta have some special skills. You know, I, yeah. I'm not seeing any. Yeah, I mean, he's he's strong. That yeah, but none of that is, is leaving the ground. Mm-mm. None of that is leaving the ground. I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's not like Shaq <laughs> and Dwight strength where oh, it's no. like there's no way I'm gonna try to block that shot. Just go snap my arm off. You mm-hmm. know, that those type. guys. Yeah. Oof. 
Yeah, that's when muscles come into play. If you can, you know, dunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And dare someone to block your shot. Yeah. Then, then you know, muscles come into play. But if if he had no, if he have really no athleticism, I mean, plus, I mean, because if you uh, back back into someone, they're just gonna flop on you. Yeah. So the muscles aren't gonna do anything but convince <laughs> the refs that. You're strong enough to push the guy over, so mm-hmm. there had to been a foul. Offensive it's a foul. foul. Yeah, oh, the infamous offensive foul. Yeah, so that's all his muscles are going to do is just attract fouls, offensive mm-hmm. fouls. Yeah, that's the other funny part, and I, he, he'll he get those here and there. He he does, yeah. especially when you're somebody like him that doesn't really stand out much. You're going to get snake bit with calls like that. Yeah. You're just going to, especially if you're over-aggressive. Pekovic is over-aggressive. Yeah, Virgil's got a field day. <laughs> yeah, Pekovic is over-aggressive. And Virgil, yeah, my God, the flopping phenom. There we go, that was a good one. <laughs> the flopping phenom, Anderson Verehau, replaces Vlade Divac. All rights reserved, copyright 2011. Okay, <laughs> Oh, man, sorry guys out there, I had to do that. That was fun. Oh, man, I mean... It's one of those deals. Uh, maybe the Knicks would like a guy like Peck, Peck, Pekka, Pekka, Pekka Nikola. Okay, sorry, Nikola Pekovic. Um, maybe they'd like him. Sorry for that, guys. That was bad. <laughs> but uh, uh, um, he he kind of be one of those throw-ins that might be a trade sweetener. Maybe I think he's NBA worthy. It's just the special skills part is lacking. Yeah, like yeah. I was trying to say. For uh, me, throwing in Peck will be more saving us money. Because mm-hmm. he is kind of expensive. Jeez. Yeah. Like I mean, three getting, million a year? Yeah. And they're, they're getting uh, their point guard of the future. Again, they want Rubio. They want him. They want him in his wedding gown. Um, <laughs> or wedding yeah, take on, suit. Take on I don't salary. know. Yeah. And there you go. There's the... It's a, it's a thought. It's a thought. I mean, Felton's numbers really blew up this year in New York. Will that translate to Minnesota? Well, yeah. we 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 hope. Yeah. Plus, Felton. We hope. I mean, he with with New York when he resigns, it's going to be to, you know, a, a decent contract. Mm-hmm. But with Rubio, he might still be under the rookie scale. Mm-hmm. Depending on most how likely. The new, yep. Yeah. And that's the big part too. That's huge. The new collective bargaining agreement. And when will that take place? That's the big part. That's yeah. that's where the room just the temperature in this room just dropped about fifteen degrees. But I actually yeah. think that I, I believe that, that they might make a new rule named after Rubio. Maybe, yeah, where they have to like be able to come here right away to even yeah start the to start the rookie scale. Yeah, because I doubt yeah. they're, they're going to allow this. You know, someone else to pull this off again. Yeah, because this is getting it's it's getting brutal. It's uh. It was kind of blatant, wasn't it? Yeah, because if you're in a draft and you're the first pick, you're mm-hmm. not going to the best team. Mm-mm. No, you're not going to New York. You know, not necessarily New York is the best team, but a big city. You're not going to Chicago or Boston or Miami. Yeah. Like, Boston and Miami, you know? Seriously, why would they even bring up Boston? Are, are they drunk? Seriously. Rajon Rondo happens to reside at the point guard position there, and he's a top two point guard. Are they insane? Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, he's so worried that the Timberwolves drafted Johnny Flynn with the sixth pick. Yeah, yeah. So let's go play with Rajan freaking Rondo. I mean, <laughs> oh, man. I mean, that was one of the, it just, 
either that proves the rumor is the most bogus thing in history, yeah, or yeah. those people are the most bogus things in history. Like they don't, they don't like they don't watch basketball. They just say, "Oh, it's Boston." Yeah, there's into location. Yeah, like location, but not common sense. You know, yeah. the team, Miami. There's no way in in hell you're going to get fair value from Miami to Minnesota unless you give us Bosch. Bosch, yeah, Bosch. I mean, you're not going to get LeBron or Wade. But Bosch, yeah, there, there's your center if you can be able to get him to play the damn position. <laughs> yeah. Or he's kind of a wuss, and he doesn't like to seem to really be a physical guy when you, you're going to need it from someone like that. Oh, it'd be nice to get LeBron or Wade, yeah. but no, that never happens. Plus, Randolph's <laughs> ceiling might be higher than Bosch. Yeah. <laughs> Randolph's. <laughs> Ooh, that was a good one. <laughs> no, that would be nice. But um, according to, to David Kahn... Anthony Randolph's ceiling is higher than Kareem's. <laughs> because how much we hear... It. Yeah? How much we hear about... And yes, we're talking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, according to David Kahn. No, no, that's not official. But, uh, you know, when you hear the guy's name brought up every single week in a different trade rumor coming to Minnesota, they love Anthony Randolph. They love him yeah. so much that they, they uh, yeah, fill in the blanks. Fill in the blanks. We'll leave that alone. Uh, but they can't wait to have him here. And uh, we know he's going to be a Timberwolf at some point. Maybe maybe by the deadline. Maybe the summer. Uh, maybe 15 years from now. But he'll be a Timberwolf one way or another. Yeah, I think right now we, we with the moves that Khan has been doing, we might be trading away Rubio just to get rid of the, the trim the fat. Because that's what he's been doing since he got here. And yeah. I think that... Yeah, that Webster might be part of that fat. It could be, like possibly, could be traded. Yeah, Martell. Yeah, I mean, he. It's a possibility. There's, again, like we've been saying this for three years now. There's too many players on this team that played the same position. Yeah, and Atlanta went through that trouble. Portland is currently going through it now. And how many championships are anywhere? How close have either one of those two been to winning a title? Like miles away, light years away. You get to the second round once in a while, that's great. But how about the third, you know? And I yeah, I don't want to be that kind of team when we're at our ceiling. That would suck. First round exits. I mean, we, we've been there and done that already, you know? Eight straight years of first or seven out of eight years where you lost in the first round. That sucks. It's not fun. You just feel like you're getting teased. <laughs> I definitely it? think we need to somehow get a, get a superstar. I think... Yep. If Carmelo goes to... The Lakers or the Knicks. The Lakers. I think that we would have to try to get Chris Paul. That might be another possibility some point down the line. I mean, I don't know how long he's going to stay in New Orleans. They're the other bipolar team in the NBA. Uh, ooh, yeah, the the Hawks are bipolar. The and the and the Hornets are bipolar. Like when they're good, they're really good. But when they're bad, they get creamed. Like the Hornets lose to Minnesota. Convincingly at home, the again. Hawks get crushed. Yeah, again. Yeah, which is even funnier. And the Hawks get demolished by the Sixers. They just, they just lost. And the Hawks lost. The Hornets. the Hornets lost again. Yeah, that's another update for you. I mean, they're yeah, they're very bipolar. Like a good, talented roster, a nice record, but when they lose, they lose ugly. Yeah, I think Chris Paul uh, might be done. <laughs> might be done there anyway. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, we have to go. We have to go for a uh, point guard. Uh, I was hoping that Arenas would have been better on the Magic, mm-hmm. so then we can at yeah, least try to pry 
Jameer, yeah, yep. yeah, Jameer Nelson away from them. But mm-hmm. I, you know, since uh, it's not going that way, mm-hmm. I think yeah, they're going to hold on to him. So we we have to go after, you know, uh, Chris Paul or Mr. Phelps or yeah. TP. Oh, TP. Tony Parker. Tony Parker. Tony Parker. Look at you. Yeah, I actually <laughs> thought he was older than what he was, but he's young. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be free agent soon. So that's right. Yeah, he is. It's running out. That is very true. There was always room, there was rumors like galore about Parker going to New York at one yeah. point in time, and that I guess has seemingly died. Uh, the Spurs fell in love with George Hill last year, but they were kind of a mediocre team until they snuck past the uh, the uh, Nuggets, I believe, in the first round, if I remember correctly. It was, uh, and it was yes, it was the Nuggets. Yes, it was. Denver looked like they were ready to rock and roll, and they got embarrassed. <laughs> they got embarrassed. Um, but Parker this year has blown up big time. Yeah. Oh my God, he has blown up big time. Whew. Uh, George, yeah, it's probably because he's nearing that contract situation. Hmm, that'd be a nice, I mean, yeah, we need a big time point guard on this roster. That's the biggest thing holding the team down, I think. Yeah. It, it really is. That's why well, I think the rumors about uh, Khan, you know, asking about uh, Nash are true. Mm-hmm. And that was that was the other thing. I'm glad you brought that up because we almost could have ended the night without that. That was an interesting thought. Like, uh, tell the listeners about that one. Yeah, well, I heard the rumor that uh, you know we're uh, calling about Nash, trying to get Nash from one of the Suns. That's a very interesting rumor. Now that one would leak towards um, Rubio coming to Minnesota. That uh, I do believe Khan still does does have a strong faith that Rubio will play for the Wolves. Now this obviously, yep. The Nash scenario, again, means Rubio coming, and that Nash would be the tutor for Ricky Rubio, because what do they constantly compare Ricky Rubio to, or who, excuse me? Yeah. To Nash. To Nash, yep. Minus the scoring. Minus the scoring. I mean, maybe someday. I mean, Nash wasn't a good scorer coming in. Yeah. Nash was not a great scorer coming into the league back in the old days when he first started with Phoenix and then went to Dallas and then got way better and then got way, way better when he went back to Phoenix. (laughs) Um... I still can't believe he's got two MVPs. Wow. But uh, that's weird, isn't it? But uh, that would be an interesting idea because what's one of the main things with uh, Steve Nash what he, where he might be willing to do something like that is because the Suns are done. Yeah. They're done. Um, we were talking about this before the show. I mean, Steve Nash cried last year when the Lakers beat them because, yeah. because like, what was the reason? Because... That was it. That was it. That was his last chance to possibly win a championship unless somehow he gets traded to, like, you know, Miami or, oh, boy, that's a scary thought, but, like, Boston or something. <sighs> Nash and Minnesota would be kind of fun. <laughs> it would be a lot of fun, especially if you have Rubio with them. That would be really fun. Yeah, I, I, I feel I feel bad for Nash because, again, it's like another, you know, Kevin Garnett situation when he was here. Mm-hmm. It's like we're just... Well, when Garnett was here, we're just, you know, squeezing the life out of him. Mm-hmm. We're just using him, you know. Yeah. And he was so loyal that we would have just kept, you know, we wouldn't have made any trades. Mm-hmm. Until the Celtic rumors came out, you yeah. know, that it, then they became, that they were fact. And Garnett was kind of like, so I guess you're not loyal, so I guess fine, I'll go there. Especially being Ray Allen went to Boston. Let's get this done. And maybe, yeah. maybe Nash will do that with Phoenix. Maybe. We'll see what happens. Uh, granted, 
Unfortunately for Nash, it wouldn't be quite as uh, happy of an ending for him as it was for Garnett going to Boston. That was a, that was a lot of fun for him. But uh, it'd be fun for us here if, say, you have Rubio and Nash on the same team, and uh, one guy can learn from the other. It'd be kind of cool. Huh. It would be quite cool to see how that came out. So, Nate Lindholm, if you're listening, there is the other rumor. And <laughs> sorry, it came later, much later in the show than you may have wanted. Some of you out there. Uh, it was one of those <laughs> things. Didn't I didn't write everything down coming in, and uh, it was nice that Marcus came up with that here. That was that was spectacular there on the fly. So there it is. That is a potential rumor out there. Uh, did you hear about the pieces that would be involved in that deal, or more or less that were calling about him? Yeah, it was that were just calling about. They were just calling about him potentially to be a uh, mentor for uh, Ricky Rubio of Espanol. Espanol, España, excuse me. Not Espanol, España. <laughs> oh, you fool. Okay. Uh, so with that, uh, anything else you'd like to bring to the table? Any other rumors or ideas, thoughts about the Timberwolves? Um, that I hope we'll make some type of move before the deadline. Mm-hmm. I do think something is happening. Not a small move, a major, a major move. Something more significant. Yeah, I mean... And it's been awfully quiet over there, hasn't it? Yeah, too quiet. It's been quiet, and that can mean something's going to happen. I think something's going on. But I want to keep Telfair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to keep, keep Telfair on the wolves. That's the cool part. Yeah, Telfair. Hey, you know, some people might, you might be chuckling out there, somebody out there, some of you listeners, but hey, facts speak for themselves. They protects the ball. He hits his shots. Sebastian Telfer right now, the best point guard on the roster. And the cheapest. That's a nice combination. Yeah. yeah. Rednar, the most expensive, and uh, makes the kind of decisions. I mean, he's a solid point guard during the game, but at the end of the game, I just want to rip my hair out. It's painful. It just, it hurts. It hurts. And Johnny Flynn, one minute looks like uh, he might become a really good point guard, and the next minute, he's throwing the ball all over the place, and you're just wondering, what what is this guy on? What is he on? And how much did it cost? Because whatever it is, it's some strong stuff. It is some strong, strong stuff, indeed. It has just gotten really, really interesting. It's one of those endless, endless deals. Now, Luke Ridnour... Also been missing time because of uh, what's going on with his family. His wife recently delivered twins, and there are complications with one. And unfortunately, that has kept him close to home for the past week. That has been a, that's the unfortunate thing with Luke Ridnour. Yeah. So that thing, you know, we wish him the best in that. Yes, yeah, to him and his uh, family. Mm-hmm. That's an important thing. So nice to bring that up here at the, you know, at the end. Because, you know, hey, we do wish Luke Ridnour the best. It's, it's about... Luke Ridnour, the person here, the player, I've, you know, I like him as a player sometimes, and I don't sometimes, we'll say, especially late in the game, but as a person, hey, you know what, family comes first, life comes first, and uh, best best wishes to Luke Ridnour and his family there. Oh, very cool there, Mr. Forecaster, bringing that to the table. You know. Yeah, no. So with that, I guess that's going to be a wrap, but first we are going to give you the contact details. 
again, Timberwolves Explosion, available on the sportsstuff.com and on iTunes. So on the message boards on the sportsstuff.com, we would like you to join those, that is. <laughs> There's a button in the upper right-hand corner that says TSS Board. Simply click on that and then click Register, Join those message boards talk to a lot of NBA fans. I mean, there are so many cool fans of the NBA on the sportsstuff.com, like Rusty PMAC, all them good guys out there. The crossover podcast, fantastic show on the sportsstuff.com and on iTunes, always cool. And Rusty and PMAC are the hosts of that show. You got just so many other cool guys on there to talk basketball. They all know their hoops. They're all fun to talk to. They won't give you any crap. Because some message boards, there are a lot of trash talkers, but really... On that website, it, it's just all fun. Fun and, and good basketball talk. You might not always agree on everything, but you know what? In this world, you don't have to. <laughs> and that's all there is to it. So, do call into the phone lines as well. We need some callers here, dang it. 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. Do call into the phone lines. We'd appreciate it very much. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling into Timberwolves Explosion. And opine would be terrific. So with that, we are going to bid adieu. And we'll be back for Timberwolves Explosion sooner rather than later, probably in a week. So take care, everybody, and we hope the forecaster returns sooner than later. Take care, everyone. <laughs>